Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. You're listening to Stella and Simmer on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Gord Stella, Rob Simpson, NHL Network Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 91. You know, it's interesting they're talking about uh, if Austin Matthews, as most people expect, wins the Calder Trophy. Mm-hmm. And the Leafs had a flurry of four guys in a brief period of time. Two big ones, Dave Keon and Frank Mahovlich. Mm-hmm. Another lesser known one, Kent Douglas. And then Britt Selby, winning yeah. it in 1966, last guy to do it for the Maple Leafs, so last guy to win a major trophy, actually. Uh, Dave Keon won the Conn Smythe in 67, but the, the regular season major ones. I mean, Doug Gilmore won. I'm, I guess I'm knocking the Selkie, but I don't mean it that. So, But Britt Selby taught at North Toronto High School for many, many years. He went on, he, had, he broke his leg the next year, wasn't part of the team in his sophomore year that won the Stanley Cup and you know played a little bit in the NHL, Philadelphia, St. Louis came back to the Leafs a second time, but uh, and then the WHA a little bit that way. But, uh, yeah, he was a guy teaching at North Toronto hmm. Secondary School and now happily retired. They haven't had a scoring champion since Gordy Drillon in, in oh, like it's, uh, 30... The, the drought nineteen trophies in general is staggering. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, since they won the Stanley Cup last, they've only had one official first All-Star team pick, that being Borea Salming, one and only one year. Hmm. And uh, and that Philadelphia Flyers have had a few along the way, and they hope to get some more. Uh, well, out of selecting high in the draft this year, and a few other things. Kelly Hinkle, associate editor, the Broad Street Hockey at the Broad at Broad Street Hockey, and uh, covering the Philadelphia Flyer beat, joins Gord Stellick and Rob Simpson. How are you, Kelly? Good morning. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. I I, I know from a Toronto point of view, last year it was exciting for any team that's picking high in the draft and uh, Leafs were last year and the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, same situation. I, I, I guess maybe what more like the Winnipeg Jets were last year, uh, waiting to see which of the two good choices they're going to get. Yeah. And I think it's extra exciting for us because obviously we had no idea that this is the place that we were going to be in. You know, we were spending a lot of time taking a look at the middle of the draft rankings, you know, kind of hoping maybe, Hey, maybe Owen Tippett will fall down to 13 and we'll get him. But now all of a sudden we're going to get one of the best two players in the draft, and it's just—it's been a crazy time. It's a lot of fun to be a Flyers fan right now. Do you have a preference? And I mean that uh, personally, just for fun. And do you have a preference? Do you think the team has a preference uh, between these two guys? So I have been uh, since I've been looking into these guys. I've been kind of a team Nico person uh, from the get, just because he seems a bit more electric, a bit more fun. Um, it's been a long time since the Flyers have had a really dynamic goal scorer, so it would be super fun to have a guy like that on the team. But um, obviously, Nolan Patrick is amazing, and the fact that it seems like he's going to fall to us, you know, this guy that's been projected to go number one for several years now is really exciting, and I think he's going to be a great addition to the team. Uh, what else? You know, it's interesting. The Flyers, uh, certainly Provorov, I mean, some Shane Gostisbehere gets a new deal, so uh, you, you you got to be fish or foul. I always think, but it seems like they've done a pretty good job retooling on the fly. Yeah, I think so, too. It's been um, a lot of fun watching Ron Hexall kind of make this team his own. 
Um, for a while, the Flyers have been a team that kind of has built from the outside, signing free agents, making trades, that kind of thing. And we're finally starting to build from the inside, and that's been really fun to watch. We have a lot of defensive prospects that are pretty much on the cusp of making the team. Uh, Sam Moran, Travis Sanheim, Robert Haig. Um, hopefully a couple of those guys will be on the club next year, so that's going to be fun to watch. And then if we end up with Nolan Patrick, I'm assuming that he's going to be NHL ready right out of the gate given his size, so we'll have him too. And it's going to be, you know, it kind of accelerated the rebuild, getting this number two pick, and we're going to be a team to watch, I think, next year. Uh, outside of the expansion draft, we'll just kind of set that aside for now, um, everybody's kind of under contract. Like there, There's some decent deals here that last at least a couple of seasons for the most part in terms of guys that are going to have a lasting impact on the hockey club in terms of the forward core. Uh, D-men, same kind of story other than Michael Delzato and Nick Schultz, and then you got a backup goaltender to deal with. What, what do you see happening with those three situations? Well, like I said, I'm hoping a couple of the rookie defensemen will be making the team next year, and I think that's going to shore up our defense a lot. Um, the goaltending situation, I think, is a little bit more interesting. Um, it's kind of a, a very Philadelphia Flyers thing to have this team kind of finally coming into its own and still have a goalie problem. <laughs> um, it's sort of what we're known for. Um, but I, I'm actually starting to think that Neuvers might get taken by Vegas. Uh, tonight, so yeah. that'll make things really interesting. Um, but I'm I'm not really sure. It seems like maybe Jonathan Bernier might be an option for us in net. Um, we have Stolars in the AHL who I think might be able to make a jump to backup. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, you answered the one question. So uh, you wonder about the goaltending. We've heard Antti Ranta. We've heard Peter Mrazek. I mean, they can pick. Uh, a number of, of them if they choose to. But I always thought Neuvert was an interest, intriguing guy. Are there, is there anyone else on the exposed list that jumps at you? You know, I know Reed's one of them and that, that would be the best type of picks for Vegas. And, and it does seem, correct me if I'm wrong, that Philadelphia doesn't have, isn't perceived to have a side deal with George McPhee yet? As far as I know, uh, there's no side deals. We've kind of speculated that with the timing of the Phil Pula signing and the uh, extension of Neuvert that there might have been some kind of deal with McPhee for McPhee to take Neuvert, but that's just us, you know, having some fun at Broad Street Hockey and trying to figure out, you know, the behind-the-scenes GM machinations that go on. Um, but when the exposed list first came out, I think a lot of us initially thought that Michael Roffel would be the target, um, just because for us he's been a guy that's been able to move up and down the lineup. He's usually productive on whatever line he's on, and he's a very reliable player. Um, but then kind of looking on the outside, that might just be something that we think about him in Philly, and it might not be the reputation that he has around the league. So I am, I don't know. I, I kind of think that they could take Matt Reed just because he's a reliable vet and they're going to need some of that in their first year. Um, but I could also see them taking Raffle if they see what we see in him in Philadelphia. Kelly Hinkle, associate editor at Broad Street Hockey, that's Street ST. Uh, the fact that it's just funky that they protected Anthony Stolarz, though. And you're saying, you know, slide I him up. I was surprised. You know, it's a little wacky. Yeah. I mean, you said slide him up into the back backup role because he only made about nine hundred grand in the past. And, um, boy, I mean, if, if Neuvert was taken, essentially the Flyers are without a goaltender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's less than <laughs> ideal, I think, but... Um, it's also, 
I, my reasoning for thinking that Neuvert might be the target is the more that I've been reading, um, just especially with you guys up in Toronto, you know, the experts, it kind of seems like McPhee is kind of like evil geniusing this whole expansion process, and he might end up taking like seven goaltenders to hold the league hostage for everybody else that needs one and make everyone run through him to get a goalie. I like that. Um, which, you know, is not, not really a bad idea if you're trying to build a team from the ground up. So um, that might be something he's into. And also, he's said a lot of really positive things about Michael Neuvert. He drafted him. Um, I think at some point he called him technically perfect in net, which is, hmm. you know, interesting for someone who's watched him for a couple of seasons now. But um, if he likes him, he might be willing to make him his backup in Vegas. Yeah, like John Shannon calls him the secret shopper. George McPhee right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a unique three days, isn't it? It's, it's, this is like the most fun week. I'm having so much fun just waiting to see what's going to happen and speculating. And, yeah, it's, it's been great. Uh, I, I, I reckon the, we're thinking there in Philadelphia that the Shane Gostaspare extension is a fair and equitable deal at $4.5 a year. Oh, yeah, and then some. I was really excited about that. I was excited that they locked him up long-term. And if he turns into the defenseman that we're hoping he's going to be, then we got a really, really great deal. And what is he in, in that he burst on with so many timely goals, overtime goals, you name it, and uh, and maybe people thought a little bit too much that way, and then, then being in the top two got exposed a little bit, so in a more of a place of comfort now. But what, what do you think the ultimate upside is? I'm hoping that he turns into, and I know this is a super lofty goal, but someone in the the P.K. Subban, Eric Carlson kind of mold where less a defensive defenseman, more of a dynamic offensive player. Um, and I think that's kind of what we saw the first season. Obviously, he performed to such a high level that we were never going to sustain that forever. But last season, he did drop off a bit. I think it was a matter of him finding his defensive game, um, adjusting to a new coach in Dave Haxtell. And I'm reasonably sure that this season we're going to see the real Shane Gostas bear and that he'll be more offensively minded but have developed a better defensive game on the back end. Yeah, it's all about improvement and, and sustainability at even strength because he was a power play monster uh, yeah. that, that first year. So now it's just a matter of rounding it out in all situations. So a lot of work to be done. But as you pointed out, there's a lot of other young defensemen coming up that are going to be pushing the envelope, so that, that's good for uh, Philadelphia in general. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think, the next couple of years when we start getting all of our defensive prospects in line. We start to see Ivan Provorov come into his own. I mean, he's only 19, so we still have a lot to see out of him. Um, and with guys like Sam Moran, who's you know humongous, Travis Sanheim, who's got a lot of skill. Um, we saw Robert Haig come up at the end of last season, and he performed really well, so... Yeah, I think our defense is, is going to be pretty great. Well, you've got one big piece coming up on Friday night as well. Uh, Kelly, appreciate your time. Hopefully talk to you down the road. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kelly. Kelly Hinkle, Associate Editor, Broad Street Hockey, and that's Broad ST Hockey, talking some Philadelphia Flyers. Now the question is, can Radko Gudis play net? I mean, yeah. really, ultimately. <laughs> well, I don't, we'll ask Louis Jean some other questions. We'll check with him. He is in Vegas for TVA Sports. He joins oh. us next. Scored like Rob Simpson. NHL Network Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 91. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include 
doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.